You know, I think humans are funny sometimes. We're the only animals that limit ourselves in time zones. Welcome back to Midnight O2 Season Two, Episode Four. This is your host Amy. So good evening, everyone. It's Mid Autumn Festival. So Happy Moon Festival, everyone. For those who don't know, it's like relatively big holiday here in Asia. It's like Thanksgiving, but Asian version. So it's like a time when family members and people gather together to get barbecue or just to have family gatherings and eat great food. So I've eaten a lot lately. Okay, let's get to the point today. So today's episode, I like to talk about something that's more personal. And has something to do with age. So this is an episode that I've been wanting to do. And for those who know me in person, I turned 24 last week. So happy birthday to me! Yay! <laughs> okay. So I turned 24, and I wrote a super long article in Mandarin online. And I didn't translate it in the man in English. So I thought I'd like to share that article in English version today with you guys. So this is what I wrote. I wrote "Happy Birthday, Amy." So I'm directly translating as I'm reading Mandarin, and I'm translating it through my brain. So if it sounds weird or awkward, that's probably because the translation is not functioning. But you will get the meaning. Okay, here we go. So a lot of times I've been thinking that the generation we are in, and the world we live in right now, makes you want to run away. It makes us want to escape. And I realized it's really difficult to relax, to learn how to let go sometimes. And basically, I find it difficult to learn how to slow down these days, especially as I get older. I realize things get busier. I have more and more tasks and more and more responsibilities. And I wrote about how. I really need to blank out sometimes. I use the word blank out because it's a way to forcefully shut down my brain for me. For me, so I remind myself to look at the sky and to compare the size of the sky to the size of your worries. Sometimes I have to force myself to relax and to rest because. For those who know me, I am ENTJ personality, and I always overwork myself with a lot of tasks and a lot of jobs, like a lot of duties, basically. And I don't know when to rest. And even when I'm sleeping, my brain is always functioning; it's always thinking, and I can't fall asleep just because of that. The thoughts and the worries run and run at nights. And I get haunted by all the worries in my nightmares and in my dreams, and I wake up and goes back to the reality, and the same cycle goes on and on. So, and especially with all the difficult things going on in 2020, I believe a lot of you are facing similar situations in different ways, and I realized that's the most difficult thing this year for me is to learn how to relax. And I'm still learning and working on it, because I realized I I am relatively young. So I just turned twenty four, 
and I'm afraid if I slow down right now, I wouldn't be able to catch up later. I'm not comparing myself with others. I'm trying to compare myself with myself, and I want to keep on improving. And sometimes I run too fast, and my body is not able to keep up. So a lot of times I need a long time to sleep or to nap or long hours of resting and blanking out for me to charge me. <laughs> so that is just that's just very honest part of me telling you this kind of mm, a personal thing that I've been dealing with. And lately, I've learned new things. So to find new hobbies and new interests, and to give yourself a sense of security is your own responsibility, and it's my responsibility to make myself feel safe, feel that I am alive. So I'm not going to find that on other people anymore. I used to when I was younger, trying to fulfill love and pride and satisfaction, or sometimes self-esteem. Confidence. Try to find those from someone else, and over relying on someone else hurts me in the end. So I learned that it's important to have your own life circle, and it's important to find your hobbies, no matter what it is. But for me, it's writing and drawing and art sometimes, and I think that's what makes an adult adult. I would say twenty four years right now. I am. An adult, right? Like I'm no longer a kid, and I start to realize it's hard to just be kind only. Being kind only is not enough, but the type of being kind is only powerful when you understand the right and the wrongs, but still choose to be kind. And for me, that is the real kindness. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it took me a while to digest what I wrote afterwards. But I understand that、um, you shouldn't force yourself on any sorts of relationships, no matter if it's a change of personal relationships with your friends or with your partner or with your family. Sometimes it's very important to not force yourself because we don't have that much time, like you think, and a lot of things could happen in life. Sadly, but a lot of great things could happen too. So today I like to share what happened a few years ago. I met a lady who's about sixty to seventy years old, and she was like a work professional as well as a kind grandmother that I met. She didn't dye her hair black, and instead she was proud of her white hair and proud of who she was. And she didn't overdo her makeup, and her style was very classic, and very elegant. I talked to her about a lot of things. For example, like arts and and what she thinks on recent changes in art world, from digital media to literature. We talked about a lot of things, although it was just our first time meeting on the day, actually. So the conference was in Oregon, and we got to talk to a lot of different people from different ages across different professions. And there's something the lady said on the day stuck with me. She said, "Amy, you have a really special soul. I hope you could keep writing and keep doing art, and that is something that other people don't have. I could understand it." The minute I started talking with you, 
And I hope you really could continue working on this. And it really stuck with me, you know, what she said on the day, even though we just met. But she said it so sincerely. And she said it while having her eyes on me and her eyes were shining. You know, when someone talks about something that's so passionate and so basically love of their lives, their eyes shine. Like you could see something sparkle in the eyes. And that was her eyes when she talked to me about these kind of things. And I I remember thinking to myself, I wish I could be like that when I get old. I wish I could meet someone Mm, I wish I could meet someone younger when I'm like a granny later on and I could say the same thing to people who I thought had a lot of talents or just were working so hard on something. Because sometimes, you know, for those who are pursuing arts or humanities, we get a lot of criticism and it's hard to find motivation to find balance in between reality, your next paycheck, or, you know, you gotta pay the bills. And sometimes dreams are difficult to chase. So it's really motivating for me to hear what she said. And if you follow me on Instagram, on AHC Poetry, you know lately I've been thinking a lot about the meaning of storytelling and my role as a writer and as someone who does podcast. So I've been thinking a lot, thinking and thinking about the purpose of writing, the purpose of stories. You know, and I realized I don't want to write for the sake of writing. I think writing has already become a part of me. And I am always honest when it comes to writing, especially poetry. You would get to know me much better in my words rather than probably on photos or other things. Because I feel like writing has always been the thing that symbolizes that means who I am. And it's closer to like a 99% of who Amy is. You could just read my writing and probably understand me much better than a lot of people who don't read my writing. <laughs> so, well, you guys, if you're listening to this, you should already know <laughs> what kind of person I am. And sometimes I feel like I um, overly... Mm, represent myself in different ways outside of writing in life and sometimes I feel like that's not really me it's only me in front of writing me in front of words that's the true me that's the real me and I'm very thankful that I have the abilities to transfer the energies of feelings and emotions into written text as well as the vocal podcast And I hope I could use different kind of stories and different kind of me sharing these kind of things and my moods with you. It could touch someone's deeper part in their hearts and maybe someone could relate. And sometimes it's nice to find that somebody or find some people, some readers who could relate and who could share some parts of the emotions with me. It makes us to feel It makes us feel like we're not alone in a world, you know, and I know I'm not even like that great, but I'm just someone who's very ordinary, but like to share. So I will be happy if you just see me as someone who loves telling stories. That's just who I am. So and I'm really happy to have met you through this platform or through my writing. 
that you always appreciate my words. You always listen to the podcast. So again, thank you wherever you are in the world. Next up, I'd like to share some things I thought about when I turned twenty-four. So a lot of times, as an Asian woman, a lot of people tell us, tell women, you have to act like your age. You know, you have to act like twenty-five if you're twenty-five. You have to act like thirty-five, dress like thirty-five. You have to say things that thirty-five would say. You have to do certain things if you turn forty. If you don't do this, if you don't do that, then you don't you don't fit in that age. And there's so many people telling Asian women, I think specifically women, or maybe guys too. I I believe men have men's pressure. Like men need to take care of the families, need to have the main income, needs to socialize, and men shouldn't cry. Things like that. You know, like we try to fit. People in different boxes, and we try to label them in so many different ways that are not necessary in the world. And let's be honest, the world is already a mess. You shouldn't keep hurting each other by tagging people on different labels, especially has to do with age. You know, I think humans are funny sometimes. We're the only animals that limit ourselves in time zones, in different clocks, watches. And we calculate. I mean, we're smart. We're relatively smart compared to some animals. I don't know if we are actually. <laughs> I'm doubtful now.、Um, but my point is, I think we shouldn't limit ourselves. You know, if you are a girl listening to this, you shouldn't feel bad just because people say you're no, you no longer are young. People were like, you shouldn't talk about your age after you turn eighteen because it you'll consider old, and you are old now. You are older, and then blah blah blah. <laughs> But honestly, so what? I'm twenty four, and what's wrong with that? So people tell me like, oh, you know, if you pass like twenty or twenty two, then you're no longer like a little girl. You're like a woman, and women should act this way, that way. And if you hit like twenty nine, people will say, "When are you gonna get married? You should get married before thirty." And if you're like thirty something, people are like you should act like a lady instead of a little girl. You're no longer in your twenties. What does that even mean? These are something I feel like a lot of people pressure. They put this pressure on Asian women. Because I don't see this in French women, you know. They dress however they like. They dress it the way that make them feel comfortable, and they dress in the way that make them feel the most confident and the most beautiful. And I think that's the true beauty in different age. I honestly believe every woman is beautiful in her own form. You know, I believe there shouldn't be so many. Beauty standards. There shouldn't even be a standard. I believe every woman is beautiful, just the way she is. And the woman is the most beautiful when she's the most confident. And sometimes, what we dress builds our confidence. They either take away the confidence or they build our confidence. So that's also why I'm into fashion.、Mm-hmm. I could do an episode on fashion as well, but today I just want to tell you. I think a lot of people, a lot of us, are taught not to ask a girl's age. Why is that a thing? 
because maybe by you asking a girl's age, you would feel you'll make them feel bad about their age. I keep on thinking about this. If someone asks my age, okay, like what's wrong with that? Maybe it is kind of impolite to directly ask someone you don't know. But I believe it has a lot of factors, and one of the factors of asking a girl's age could be、um, she would worry if she looks older than she actually is. But then, so what? I just think that we limit ourselves way too much. But people say guys are different. They say they say if you are a man, men age like a wine. So the older a man gets, the more worth he is. And I was like, that that doesn't make sense to me. It makes sense, but it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? I hope if you're listening to this, you wouldn't limit yourself in dressing a certain ways just because you hit a certain age. That is my conclusion. So, girls and boys out there, dress the way that make you feel confident, and do different things, do crazy things that people don't assume in your age. Do things that are not common. You know, that's basically my life. <laughs> I go way off the track that my parents ever thought of. Basically, they wanted me to do med school. They wanted me to do business and. All these kind of different things, but I rejected, and I did a lot of things that parents didn't want me to do, and writing was one of them. But here I am. So yes, I'm glad you're still here, so I can still talk. But yeah, and here's a little update from me. So lately, I started my Mandarin podcast after a lot of audience requesting it. Because they couldn't understand English, or they found me speaking too fast. So, for those who know, I tried to slow down in the first few episodes of Midnight O Two, and I realized it's quite hard to be honest. I talked and talked, and I speed up. <laughs> so it was hard for some international readers, basically some international students. And for some Taiwanese audience as well. So I made a Mandarin podcast version. It's called 弦外之音 For those who want to search it up, it's on Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, as well as iTunes. And it's basically in Mandarin, talking about something that's more lighthearted and things about Taiwan and things about me and about my writing page in Mandarin as well. And and for those who know my writing, I try to translate some poems. In between Mandarin and English, but I haven't translated a lot of them. I've only translated one so far, and I have different contents and different channels. So if you like to learn some Mandarin or catch up, <laughs> feel free to listen to that podcast as well. And I am currently updating this channel Midnight O Two once a week, and I'm planning to update weekly for that one as well. So don't worry, I will prepare well for both. And I'm planning strictly on how I work out the timelines, as well as inviting different guests in both languages. Oh yeah! And speaking of guests, I am inviting new guests for next episode and for the episode after this in Midnight O Two. I will be talking about long distance relationships with one of my old friends from college, and 
She's been through long distance relationship with her boyfriend for many years, and I like to invite her on the talk to go over different advice and different kind of challenges people face during long distance. So her story is quite amazing and inspiring. So stay tuned, everybody, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Midnight O Two. I am your host Amy Chu. For more information, please visit ahcpoetry.com or email us at ahcpoetry@gmail.com. And good night. <laughs> <laughs>